What shall we look at this morning? You press star six to unmute yourself. This is Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Sequoia. Hey. Um, so uh, an experience I had this morning uh, related to our current assignment mm-hmm. and uh, was doing some uh, listening. I was listening to a recording. And what I noticed was uh, uh, conditioning, you know, so conditioning uh, is thinking I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do two things at the same time, right? <laughs> and... Uh, um, and I noticed the attention, which is typically what conditioning does uh, in those kind of situations, uh, that uh, uh, toggling between the two. So attention going to uh, the counting of the exhalations, the counting of the breaths, and then alternating that with the attention going to listening to the recording. And then in that could, could get a little sense of, uh, you know, the next thing that followed was a little frustration. And, uh, uh, you know, conditioning not really able to accomplish the, the multitasking uh, part of that endeavor and uh, uh, in that way. And then uh, the next thing was uh, conditioning, looking to make a conclusion about that, right? That uh, essentially, um, you know, well, one just cannot count, uh, you know, in the way that... Uh, uh, you can, if you're just dedicated to counting, you can't just count and and listen to recording at the same time. It just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Well, so let me see if I'm following here. It sounds like your conditioned ha- mind had a lot of input on this. <laughs> right. <laughs> on this as usual. usual. <laughs> as usual. That, um, you know, working on, your, on the current assignment and the year-long retreat, and uh, you were counting the breaths. And you were also listening to a recording you made about um, your experience with the assignment, it sounds like. And you watched the attention toggle back and forth um, between condition mind had a whole lot to say about how, you know, you were multitasking and you couldn't, uh, you couldn't be yeah. counting the breaths and also listening to the recording. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it kind of... Uh, I think the next thing it dropped in was a little bit of a uh, a bigger picture look at what was actually happening that, and this is, seems to be my experience in other locations too, that uh, conditioning, of course, wants to know something about it, wants to make that conclusion, and then wants to uh, in some way limit the way that I practice with it, right? That it's fine to seed some ground to to the... Uh, kind of the excitement of the of the assignment or the ways in which it's working, 
um, but wants to put some kind of limits on it. Like, well, there's these locations where it doesn't work. Um, and uh, kind of like that, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it wants to get a plan going that takes you out, completely out of uh, the unfolding of life as it is moment right. by moment. And it wants to figure out what's next and how and if this is working or, yeah. Yeah, and I can see that that's true in some other locations like, uh, well, counting in general, uh, you know, was pretty much reserved for uh, meditation. Um, and then recording and listening, there are, um, you know, some of those limits on how you use particular exercises and when you use them, when they're most effective, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, it's one of those, it seems to me it's one of those uh I'll refer to those belief systems about the tools before, uh, you know, when life drops in, well, how about recording now? Then it can, it can go to the one of those belief systems about it. Well, you know, that's uh, that's not the greatest tool right now. Perhaps, right, just some way to, to uh, uh, kind of begin to look around what life is, what, what life is offering to uh, do the end around on that and, and just keep the attention with conditioned mind. Boy, it's sneaky, isn't it? It's like it's, it's very it's, it's so sneaky. It can't even let a person have a moment, uh, you know, with life. Yeah. And with the, these beautiful tools that are here, of course, it can't, you know, to to uh, help us get present. And it's just constantly ha- has its input about yeah what we should be doing and shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And um. And then uh, just letting all of that go, and again, seeing what is so about the practice, right? And so having the attention. Trying to, and I think the jury for me is still out is exactly how far it goes, but just uh, allowing uh, expanded awareness to, uh, to do both of those things, right? So if my attention is with the recording, then it still seems possible to have a sense of the breath, you know, the, the sensations of breathing in awarenesses that's going on. Um, mm-hmm. And whether I'm, I'm as in, tuned into the counting in that or not, I, I don't know. Um, but open, open to that possibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds like an, it's an exploration, you know, an interesting exploration uh, to just look at what's possible in expanded awareness. Yeah, exactly so. Which, as you say that, it's like, well, uh, you know, as we all know, kind of everything is possible <laughs> expanded awareness. So, so why not be there for it, right? And um, yeah. only because you then, uh, have a plan. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. And then the, with the current assignment, kind of throwing in, uh, notice joy. And so right away, I can feel conditioning. You know, you know kind of rolling its eyeballs, going. You know, you know. Oh God, here we go. You know, we now we've got three things to toggle between, right? Between the noticing joy and the recording, or whatever else I might be doing, right? And uh, and then the, the the counting, the exhalations on the breath. So, um, you know, right on cue, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You mean the rolling of the eyeballs is right on cue, of course. Yeah, what? Yeah, conditioning's reaction to that is highly predictable. And, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what's going to happen if, if we start finding joy 
<laughs> in the county. You know, it's it, it has a short term lifespan if uh, if we're yeah on the counting and on yeah. joy for sure. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I think that's it. All right, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. This is Phil. This is and Rebecca. Okay, Phil, and then Rebecca. That was a very nice and helpful conversation. And I was, um, I don't think it was what I was looking at or what I noticed just this morning, actually, is a couple of things. But one of them is that, um, okay, so I know that I have these undulations in uh, feelings. You know, it has nothing to do with anything except, you know, some points of time, a couple of weeks maybe out of the uh, of a month, say, uh, there, there's these, I have more feelings, you know, mm-hmm. of any kind, and then uh, <laughs> maybe a couple of weeks, which winter I don't. And when I have these feelings, there's a lot of, you know, consolation, you know, uh, experiences, I could say, of, of joy or gratitude or, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. You notice a, a undulation with feelings, and it's and it sounds like when you're aware of having more feelings, you also are aware of, uh, is, would you say, a deeper experience of gratitude and. Yeah, you know what we call the consolations, where you just feel, yeah, the gratitude, the joy. It's just, it's just, it's just there in a in a feeling kind of way for, for mm-hmm. no reason, or maybe for a reason. And, but then on those weeks where there's, I guess in, in um, you'd call them, I think we used to call them dry, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you just feel kind of dry. Who knows if, if there's an identity or what? I mean, it's hard to know when it's like that. And yet what I've noticed is how much conditioning, how much more p- conditioning picks on me on those weeks than uh, on the other weeks. Uh-huh. So in those periods, what you might refer to as dry versus the, you know, just the emotionally rich um, periods of time, that I think you said conditioning tends to pick on you. Is that what you Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it tries to, you know, or as you say, get, get my goat, you know, tries to uh, lead me down the trail of, Perdition, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. more temptations. Uh-huh. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, this is a projection on my part, but it sounds like in those dry spells, maybe there's a little more vulnerability, and then you find that you know, condition, conditioning takes that opportunity to just slide in there. Yes, and, and what I've noticed, though, that the vulnerability comes from ego itself like it starts um well i mean it can have any kind of conversation at that point mostly that you're not doing things good enough or um something like that and so i can feel myself um first off i I, i'm hearing it i'm hearing those those voices and it takes I guess we could say a lot more compassionate effort at that point in time mm-hmm. to um, 
not believe those voices. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So you're aware of them, and you're also aware that someone's stepping up, or there's a stepping up with a lot more com- compassionate, a lot more compassion, it sounds yeah, like. There, yes, there has to be, and a lot more, uh, you know, just hanging on to awareness, hanging on to, you know, it's like it, it takes that, the, that um, well, we call it compassion effort, right effort. It takes it, uh, more of it than um, at the other times where things kind of flow more. And what I saw is that that's where, you know, where practice, it's really, it's really good and interesting because practice really kicks up. That's where it takes the faith to keep, keep going no matter what. It takes, um, you know, in a sense, everything the humans got to um, just be there. And, um, and the first time I think I experienced it was when I was in the hospital with COVID where, where you know, I could do nothing but just be and just saw that, that all happening and because there were no feelings except gratitude, really. But I was just noticing how it's a, it's also a, um, a cycle that sometimes, never to that level, but that what I had then, but just kind of a cycle where there's just these dry spells and then there's these very, um, I don't know what you'd say, kind of times when the dryness isn't there. And of course, as a, I like, the eye likes or says it likes the um, the parts that aren't dry better and yet I'm just seeing how much more how much more how wonderful the dry times are for practice opportunities and stuff yes 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 um, I'm hearing that from what you're saying this morning that even though, yeah, there's that dry spell, you know, even the word dry just connotes, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, yet, and yet, it is a time when it sounds like practice really, you know, kicks in. And, and there is that, re- and there's that uh, requirement to go to compassion and, and to just really actively um, make a choice. Uh, for practice, whereas in the and maybe the more emotionally uh, rich time, uh, not so much. You know, it's like it's flowing freely, and now in the dry spell, you need to just really step up. And it sounds like that's what's happening. Yeah, and possibly, you know, well, I don't know what I was about to say. I don't really know, but this I saw as it dropped in is that. Um, the dry spells, or the, you call them the down, maybe undulations, maybe it's the way we say it, are just that. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to do with with uh, my authentic nature, nothing to do with good, bad, right, wrong, uh, nothing to do with anything. Doesn't mean I'm not proud. Doesn't mean I'm, you know, conditioned uh, uh, or ego. Maybe yes, maybe no. It just doesn't mean anything, and mm-hmm. that's what conditioning finds easy an easier place to try to make meaning that's mm. i think the gist of it 
Yeah, wow, good catch. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. And and practice sounds like it, you know, practice continues uh, no matter what the flavor of the experience is. And, and then conditioned mind is what's just kind of slipping in there to try and make meaning out of it. And, and you're catching it, but it doesn't, there's no meaning. Yeah, it just has no meaning. It just is what it, what it is and um, doesn't mean, you know, yeah, that's just about it. And and I'm just so grateful to see that because um, I do know those are the, the times where, you know, conditioning works the hardest to, uh, you know, make the meaning, to pull me down into its its uh, uh, trap and uh, to believe, you know, when <laughs> there's nothing really to it, you know, yeah. just a, another so flavor of life, as you we you know you say we say, right? It's so good to see, and now there's and now having seen it, you know, when it starts in, you you know realize, oh, okay, I I see what's happening here. There's you know it's just meaning being made, and yeah, and now you've seen it, you can't unsee it. Exactly, and I'm I'm so grateful. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it does raise the notch a bit because I'm feeling grateful, <laughs> which yeah. then of course means I'm joyful. And you know, you can't have one without the other. Right. <laughs> like there's a song like that. You know, if you're grateful, you have it all. Or if you're loving, you have it all. So it's just so good. <laughs> just get to have it all. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So thank you. Thanks, Phil. Rebecca. Hi, Sequoia. How's the sound? Can you hear me okay? I can. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, so I have been looking at something similar to what's been talked about this morning, and it, but it, for me, the flavor is around attachment. And it's it, a couple of weeks ago, I actually saw the attachment process happen where um, ego... I see. So let me just give you the example, and then we'll see if we can talk about explore a little bit. So I was walking along and just had this awareness of feeling very happy, and I saw it get attached to the place where I lived, the monastery specifically. It's like I'm happy, and then I could see the because I'm here process happen. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So there was an uh, uh, there was awareness happening there that you know just watching that happiness and then watching it being taken over. It sounds like by conditioned mind and it's given. It's yeah. What was referred to yeah in the last call is making meaning out of it. Well, it has mm-hmm. to do with where you live. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what really resonated with that last conversation was ego. I like this. Or I don't like that, but mm-hmm. either, but both are the process of attachment happening. In other words, moving from a well, it's in the big bamboozle. I think it's the one on if X then Y. So if if I'm here, I'll be happy. Or the, another way of saying it would, it would be of a because of a cause mm-hmm. and effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boy, what a setup for suffering, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just watching that, how that attachment happens, that 
how how our experience is dependent on something some piece of content some external thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's just it it takes and i'd always you know i've been practicing with attachment for a long time now um realizing that that's a big source of suffering but not really seeing how it happens mm. and part of what i think the blind spot was was making it a something like attachment is a noun it just is a something mm-hmm. but what i what i've been looking at in these last few weeks is how it's a process that it's a it's a yeah a process not a not a noun a verb <laughs> wow yeah that's a big shift isn't it yeah to mm-hmm. just see yeah and working with attachment for a while and then and then really seeing it as a process not a thing not a noun but it's a process that happens and 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 and, and, and in seeing that it's a process then there's a choice mm-hmm. yeah and the huge implication it has for my practice is um you know that saying you can only be as happy as you can be we can only be as happy as we can be mm-hmm. it makes um let's see it puts in what well, feels like a, a real correct alignment the priority of of process in in uh the in practice so um let's see uh yeah let me just stop there mm-hmm. okay so yeah so would you just say the last sentence Rebecca it puts in alignment the priority of process in practice uh-huh yes yeah wow it puts in priority the alignment with process and practice Mm -hmm. rather than content which is what we're doing with practice yeah all the time it's all it's what we're doing yeah it's what we're doing with the counting you know i see it that that tool has just been infinitely helpful in that because there's a way in which counting can become the thing yeah you know instead of the the process of presence it becomes the thing i am yeah. doing boy it, that is so true and then you know conditioned mind has us as soon as we move mm-hmm. into the thing over mm-hmm. the process and it can take anything any mm-hmm. any process at all and try to morph it into a thing yeah oh yeah conditioned mind loves to think numbers <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't care it'll think numbers just as well it'll think words it's okay like there are they are words when you when give it the conditioned mind so it yeah it's just so fascinating to see so anyway that's that's what i've been exploring in a lot of different Mm -hmm. areas and ways Mm -hmm. so that's what you've been exploring and again it's it's like what we were talking with chris about i mean there is that excitement of the exploration I would I would project you know mm-hmm. and, and just continuing and and looking and and being in awareness and wow where's the process in in this you know yeah um, that is it I'm so glad you said that because it really is that's where the joy is, is that, mm-hmm. because of that stuck dry place that Phil was describing boy that's 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 here and then when you just kind of get a little chip in that every now and then a little kink a little break 
And it's like, there's mm-hmm. something going on here. Yeah. Something big going on here. Some, yeah. some kind of bamboo, but also a big awareness. And so to really just be able to just stay with it is key. Wow. Really does move it into joy. When we're in the position of the of going going for it and, and mm-hmm. you know, on the trail and, and really uh, eyes open and, and gathering information versus you know, kind of that being done to, or, you know, yeah, it yeah. changes the, changes it all. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sequoia. Thanks, Rebecca. This is Jan. Jan. Hi, Sequoia. Wow. Good morning. Well, these conversations, yeah, these conversations have been so helpful for something I'm looking at. And, you know, I, a condition thinking does not want me to be looking at this because it seems this small <laughs> this small focus on the breath, small, that's what conditioning says, um, this counting is revealing so much of how the takeover happens. Mm. Um, in that, <laughs> mm. when what I realized is for all these years I've been practicing that my count has been on the exhale mm-hmm. rather than at the bottom of the exhale. Mm-hmm. And so as I practice that change, it's almost like changing a muscle memory. Uh-huh. Um, and the challenge of that, and this that's where conditioning has come into play. Aha, uh-huh. in that changing of what you describe as almost a muscle memory, changing that uh, attention or the counting being at the at the bottom of the exhale that's what has got conditioning going uh-huh. it's the content yeah it's the content yeah. that conditioning is using right now and when i say muscle memory because it does it's what i am seeing is it does take training for that change for that change uh-huh. <laughs> for uh-huh. that change of when the count happens and there's been big pushback from condition. Well, it can't be, wow, this is so natural the way you've been doing it. You've got this. It takes you to the moment. So what difference does it make is uh-huh. sort of the, re- the response. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I really have been falling. I mean, especially at night when I can't, I haven't been able to get back to sleep and I go to meditate, you know, into the breath to meditate. That's when it really comes in is you'll never get to sleep. Mm-hmm. If you have to practice mm-hmm. that here now, wow. so it's it's the perfect content <laughs> to, to see that pro- the process that's been talked about of how conditioning steps right in to usurp the whole thing. Yeah, 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 yes. And as you're saying that, I'm also seeing it. Yeah, it's yeah. It just wants to step in to take over as you as you um, really bring your attention to training and to, um, it, it, it sounds like in what you're describing, and it requires your full attention to, to, can, make the, yeah. Yeah, to make the shift. And boy, is that set conditioned mind off. You know, it, can't we go back to the other way? You know, it was easier. You, it worked. It, you know, <laughs> do, we have to, do we have to pay attention? Yeah. 
Yeah, but it doesn't, it's interesting, so fascinating because as you said that, it doesn't say do we have to pay attention, of course, because that's too obvious. <laughs> it, it, it's, that this is, it was so relaxing the other way so and relaxing. isn't relaxation part of what we're after in practice? Uh-huh. It uses, I mean, it's just, it's, it's been, I, I didn't even see it all until some of the conversations this morning. I'm seeing much more. Mm-hmm. And so it's using practice, the, the language of practice, the mm-hmm. things we focus on in practice as its tools for mm-hmm. con- the attempt to convince that, no, this is really, this is really the better way. Mm-hmm. Boy. I, yeah, and we've said, we've said that so often, how it will use practice, it will use anything, but it sounds like you're having just the direct experience of, of seeing that happen and how valuable that is to see that. Yes, and I, I don't think I've had a struggle, like um, at least for something, <laughs> again, what condition it would call small. I mean, something so specific, mm-hmm. uh, a struggle where there's guidance, there's clear guidance, and then there's been a, a, a misinformed mm-hmm. practice, I guess, or uninformed is a better way probably to say it. And I've never seen a struggle this strong for uh-huh. a long time with something like this. So I think it sort of gets back to what Phil had in the conversation with Phil of uh, sort of all hands on deck. It brings ev- It brings that need for, I don't know if needs the word, it requires, it requires full attention, full dedication, love, compassion Mm -hmm. to be there and stay with the guidance. Mm -hmm. It requires full dedication, love and compassion to just to be there with the guidance and and yeah, and that conditioned mind would label what you're doing as small, but it's as you know as you're as you're talking this morning, just how huge it is to um, to do just that to pr- stay with the guidance, practice compassion, and you know that commitment to pay yeah. attention, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I and just wow the the huge gratitude for Sangha. I mean, I, Jan, Jan, sorry, Sierra. Yeah, you're, I can hear you now. Oh, sorry, my earbud had just gone out. Yeah, I heard um, huge gratitude. To Sangha? Yes, because I had seen a, a good part of what had been going on, you know, the, but then in hearing others' conversations and what they're looking at, what they're practicing with, and what they're seeing, is what we often talk about, as you said, I mean, the same of just it revealed so much more mm-hmm. for me of what to look at, uh, what I hadn't seen. And, and how I might practice with it more. So huge gratitude as always. <laughs> huge gratitude, yeah, for just what everyone's contribution contributes to our practice. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Jan. Sherry Huber.
Terry Huber. Hey, um, well, I just it got so um, excited by a, a conversation a minute ago, um, and it was the one in which the unknown person said uh, the attachment. So I'm here, and I'm feeling happy, and then it gets attached mm-hmm. to the place where I am. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just so so big because there you know there are kind of two levels of it uh that 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 happens all the time, right? I'm happy because I would be happy if x. <laughs> but now I am happy and that's because. And wow. so often we lose the key word there. <laughs> Which is here, right? So I was just so struck by that it, it sort of reveals the scam in such a big way. So I'm happy, and ego looks around for, well, why am I happy? As if happiness isn't my authentic nature, right? Mm-hmm. Well, why am I happy? And then, of course, it always provides a reason. Well, it's because yeah. of this. Now yeah. I realize. Uh, or I get guided uh, by a voice in my head to notice that I'm not happy. Well, why am I not happy? Yeah. Well, yeah. If, if this were different or that were different, mm-hmm. then I would be happy. Mm-hmm. And we're just, we're just taken right past the constant, which is mm-hmm. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're taken right past the constant of being here and here is where happiness is and we're either being told it's something we need to get or we're in the middle of it and we're and it's trying to attach you know it to a content to, to yeah take it away. yeah 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 so it was just such a fun uh, exploration of that relationship between mm-hmm. um, content and process because when I'm here I'm happy if I if I'm not happy, it's because I've just been pulled into a conversation with ego about not being happy because of and X needs to turn into Y, and then I will be. But the really remarkable part of it is that if I just recognize I'm here, I can be as happy watching ego flail around trying to mess me up as I can be happy about anything in life. Wow. Because I'm here. And here is where happiness is. And, of course, the energy, I know you'd like to reflect me, but you know me. No, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) The, the, The amount of suffering that happens for people because that conditioning is so deep that happiness is conditional, you certainly cannot be happy when something bad is going on or you're not getting what you want. And as soon as we realize, yes, I can be, absolutely I can be. Uh, and, of course, awareness practice gives us that ability. As soon as I realize that, ego really is out of business because uh, it's, what, again, back to what Phil was talking about. You know, it, if it's a dry spell and nothing fabulous is happening, well, good. I get to I get to practice with that and see how 
how conditioning tries to jerk me around with that. If, if everything is going my way and I'm just on top of the world, then uh, the trick is to stay conscious <laughs> while ego uh, takes me off into a fantasy of this is how life should be and if I just did this and that and something else, it would always be that way. So here, here's the secret. Mm-hmm. Wow. It just, I'm just so reminded as, as you're speaking is that, you know, there is no downtime. Just repeat. <laughs> Stay here. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, with something like the monastery, the the reason monasteries exist is because there are places <laughs> that make it easier to be here. Right. Mm-hmm. It, they do. <laughs> you know, if you're in a in an environment that doesn't support ego distractions, it is way easier to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we get to see that. And then it becomes a choice for us. So once I realize how I'm pulled out of here because I'm attached, uh, uh, ego has me believing that I need that person or those people or that situation or that place or whatever it is, then I can practice just being happy wherever I am. Because even in a monastery, goodness knows, there are plenty of opportunities <laughs> for distraction. Yeah. Yes, yes. Most of it's happening inside our heads, but that's all. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Ego can work on distraction anywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere, anywhere. So thank you. Thank you, Sequoia. All right. Renee? Renee? Renee. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, gosh, it must be, I was thinking it must be in the air because this morning I was seeing the same sort of process happening with if I get this, then I'll be happy, or if I do this, then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And it just dropped in that there's some new circumstances in my life that are kicking up conditioning related to age, and you better do these things before, you know, you get too old. And, um, and it was, it's really, it's really a strong, strong conditioning that I was noticing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. you know, you're noticing this is in the air this morning and that, that it's been up for you and noticing a really, really strong conditioning. It sounds like, uh, around the particular content being attached to happiness. You know, yeah. you got to get on exactly. it. Yeah, yeah, and so it's really helpful to hear this talked about. It struck me as well when I heard that that um, attachment to the process or to the content is related to happiness, and um, just really, it's really helpful to hear and to remind myself that I only need to be here to be happy. Just mm-hmm. and I probably didn't say that right, but to be here um, is is really all that's required and conditioning can go on and on and on about what I'm supposed to be doing or what I'm, where I'm supposed to go or <clears throat> what I'm supposed to get in order to get that. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, really to just see that's all that it, the requirement for happiness is to be here. It's not any of the complicated things that conditioned mind would take us off on a journey with, 
to be here is where the yeah, happiness. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and just the pervasiveness of it, you know, the the waking up with it, the the constant nature of it, you know, just the, you know, I can just see it, starting to see it, and I'm sure I've seen it before, but starting to see it at this time with it going on so frequently, just um, Are you, how it can get into that place of just the the wheel turning and turning and turning, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you referring to the per- pervasive nature of conditioned mind trying to get the attention with what yes. happiness attached to? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't give up. It just keeps going on and on. And, and now... Yeah. Yeah, and just to be reminded this morning that all that's required is to drop that and get here. Right, just to get here. And and it is, I think it's, you know, awareness practice to watch it without, and then drop it and count and then go back to the practices that are being, that are recommended currently and just keep practicing in that way. And and to be, and what, what was said before about there's no, there's no rest. For, you know, there's no time downtime. Mm-hmm. You know, just it can feel like something good, like telling you you should go do this or go do that, and you know, something fun or something exciting, and and really that's just conditioning again, setting it up for mm-hmm. where you haven't done it, you know, or you're not there right now. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it has a zillion and one distractions it can tempt with. And right. and yeah, and to just see, there there are attempts, there are temptations. They're not the road to. It sounds like you know you're just seeing that's not the road to happiness. Um, quite the opposite. No, I, I yeah, and what you said, I am just seeing it in that mm-hmm. you know just now, and just just how uh, that piece of content with this current time period is doing that to me. So. Uh-huh. I really appreciate the conversation. Thank you. Yeah, it's just so good to see that, yeah, this particular content is up, is up and just really see what's really, what's so with it that, you know, yeah. it's, it, we don't have to follow that conversation with conditioned mind. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Renee. Margaret? Margaret. Hi, Sequoia and Sangha. Uh, I'm just, gosh, I'm just in such um, joy um, for the jewel of Sangha um, <laughs> and um, the insights that I've that I've seen this morning about some processes um, happening in my life, um, and one of them is around um, it's it's awareness of pain, physical pain, and um, and then watching how and often this happens when I'm waking up. There's a part of my body, my up, up arms, basically are in pain and. Um, it's required that I move them to get up <laughs> in the morning. And 
it seems that if if I'm awakened by my alarm clock um, because I want to be up for sure at a certain time like this morning for what's happening and I feel the pain and it, it's like conditioning is right there um, about to go off with it and I... I think because of the practice with the breath that we've had just these past few weeks has been so, just so um, life-affirming for me that it instantly, if I just focus on my breath then, I'm immediately here and, and happy to be here. Mm-hmm. And I want to get, I know I want to get up and get, you know, and I, get up regardless of what conditioning is stepping in with about can't do this or can't do that to do it in order to get up. And it's just, um, it's remarkable how how it doesn't get to stop me. Wow. Conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't get to stop you when using the tool right now. You know, the tool you're using is the counting of the breath, and it sounds like it's, it's. Um, I would project it's like <laughs> it's terminating the conversation with conditioned mind and, and, mm-hmm. and allowing you to just see what's possible with just getting up, being here and getting up without the yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah, and it feels like the awareness is on, or attention is on the physical body in a way that's helpful then in getting up. I mean, it's just there in a um, in a loving way, a compassionate way, once I'm sitting up and there, here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not there, here. <laughs> and... Um, I'm just very grateful for practice allowing me to pra- practice showing me and reinforcing all the time that um, just being with the breath is is so important mm-hmm. as a, a touch-in to consciousness, I guess, and to awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being, being, being with the breath is being with awareness, and it sounds like you know, just having an experience of it's, you know, it doesn't have to be based. Our well-being, our happiness, is doesn't have to be based on particular content. It, it, it sounds like that is what you're describing with your arms this morning. That yeah, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> And it's it's this conversation this morning has also been just really helpful um, because I too could really see during an earlier part of it that the when when it was mentioned that vulnerability um, vulnerability is ego's vulnerability ego feeling that mm-hmm. and. And in the in the times that were the so-called dry times or down times, and and that was just that's 
that and the following and every and the preceding of all the that was just so helpful um always in being reminded that that's ego's experience that's not um that's not the authentic experience here mm-hmm. yeah to be reminded that we are not ego and just really getting clear um a, a clear experience of what's authentic versus what's identified with ego yes and also um what was being shared earlier about how often ego is coming in trying to distract me in the counting and in meditation um, this morning. Um, it, just about about not wanting to go to two now, just to count to one and stay, stay counting at one. And um, I just noticed that, and, and, and it, was, um, it was just funny to me because it just it, it, it ego d- does try to get me wherever it can mm-hmm. it tries to get us all wherever it can and it's always working <laughs> on a plan <laughs> whether it's being you know now you can't count to two you've got to stay at one it just you know it always has a yeah it ha- always yeah, has a good because... reason to drop it <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you so much sequoia yeah so much gratitude here. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you. Hey, Sequoia, this is Anne. Hey, Anne. Hey, hey, everyone. Um, just so grateful to be part of the conversation, and um, I'm just so enjoying the practice, the quote-unquote simple practice of counting the breath and all that that's... Um, allowing me to see. Mm-hmm. All that that practice of counting the breath, it's, yeah, it's really instrumental in getting to see a lot. Yeah, and I, I had to chuckle when we got the um, assignment for this week cause, um, about looking for joy because one of my experiences um, was, I'm, I'm, it's delightful, I'm having this experience of whenever I remember, oh, I can count the breath. I'm just so happy to be at one. I'm just so happy. I mean, it's just like in that moment, there's such joy. Of I, It's not, oh, shoot, I forgot, or why hadn't I remembered. Mm-hmm. It's, wow, I'm so grateful that I remembered and I get to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gratitude. Just <laughs> having the experience yeah. of gratitude. It's, we were talking earlier about the alignment with ego or the alignment with authenticity. And yeah. it just sounds. Yeah, like that experience, being aligned yeah. with gratitude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Aligned with gratitude. I like that. And and one of the things, you know, this is it's like this is a the carpet is beige realization. You know, it's nothing new, but it's just seeing it yet again. Is that that the that joy of getting to be at one makes it shows me how, of course, for ego, it's all about getting to ten and doing it right. And it's like, that's so not what it's about. Mm-hmm. And I see that. You know, I see that striving. I see that goal orientation that, well, I see that ego. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. 
<laughs> only ego would be in there with a strive, striving goal orientation. And you see it. It helps us to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And Oh, and the other thing I'm just really um, appreciating, which, you know, it, it's all connected, but was, was something that was said on the call about language, which I just loved, that ego's language is judgment. And that just has really um, assisted me to get some distance from it. So when I hear a, a, voice, uh, a voice come through that's judgmental, it's just so helped because I go, oh, there's ego talking in its language, and it doesn't. I don't have to take it personally. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong. It's just there's there's ego. Boy, it is helpful when we start to see the the earmarks of ego, and yeah, we don't even have to go there. Like oh, there's ego, you know. Yeah, we yeah. Don't even have to go there. I love that. Don't even have to go there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I just I wanted to participate. I wanted to express my gratitude, and I'm so looking forward to getting to practice um, this week with all of it. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks, Anne. This is Michael. Michael. Hi, Scoria. Uh, I'm loving this conversation. Just really great and appreciating and i was thinking about that uh phrase there's no downtime and what ego does with that is you know it's a you got to be on you you got to be paying attention (laughs) you know there's a standard here you um and what i was seeing is that the you know the flip the flip side of that is that um you know joy is always available the presence is always here. It's not a, you have to, there's no downtime. You have to pay attention. It's that the joy is always here and you get to, you get to pay attention. You get to receive all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a great, yes. That's so true that it's joy is here. It is what's here when all the rest of it falls away. And it's not a, a striving that ego would make it be that it, we we just need to just drop the striving and all of that, all that connected with ego. And here is the joy. Yeah. It seems that the dropping the striving feels also like dropping the self hate and mm-hmm. dropping, dropping the judgment and the standards. And um, I think we were talking uh, last week, perhaps about, um, you know, I'm supposed to be counting and, uh, so rather than, you know, what's the matter with you? You're not counting. How long have you been doing this? It's just, <laughs> oh, I haven't been counting. One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, as, you, as you're saying that, like, <laughs> like it's so yeah. clear. All we, all we need to drop is everything that's not happy. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, and what we said earlier today about um, – you know, I can, I can be um, uh, just as happy listening to ego flailing around as I can be in the, you know, supposed perfect circumstances that ego says I need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, apparently it's just being here. Here is where the happiness is. Yeah. Here's, here's, yes. Here's where the happiness is, and it's not dependent on any external shift in content. I think that's what we've really looked at this morning. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. No external shift in the content required. And um, my opportunity is to say yes uh, here now to this moment and to receive the joy that's here at this moment. And I'm as happy as I can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to receive the joy in this moment and be as happy as you can be. All right. Thanks, Sequoia. Thank you so much, Michael. And we do have time for someone else. This is June. June. So that last conversation reminded me of, the, I think it was a peace quote recently from um, Alan Watts, the uh, the only Zen you'll find on a mountaintop is the Zen you take up there with you. <laughs> and, uh, it really, I think, uh, is directly related to that last conversation. Well, the whole uh, discussion today is yeah. the only happiness I'm going to find um, wherever I go is the happiness I take with me. Yeah, the only happiness I'm ever going to find is the happiness I take with me. Yeah. And I I love that, making the parallel uh, between that happiness and Zen. You know, the only the only Zen I'm going to find on the mountaintop is what I take up with me. And the only happiness, in essence, is saying is the only happiness what I'm going I'm going to find is what I take up with me. Yep, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any more? Thank you. That's great. Great note to end on. (laughs) And thank you all. Show.